would say good, fantastic. Hey, welcome to church, everybody. So good to have everyone with us today, the second Sunday of a new year. Isn't it fantastic that this is your year? I reckon that this is the year to, uh, to complete all years uh, <laughs> for everybody. I think it's going to be a great, great time. And isn't the weather just fantastic at the moment? So good to have air conditioning. It's fantastic. Don't, what, what we should do right now is lift your arms. No, actually, don't lift your arms up. Though. For the person next door to you. Hey, welcome to church, everyone. And if you're here for the very first time, it's a, it's a real privilege to have you with us. And, and uh, we're just so excited to have you uh, with us. You can eat your crunchy bar right now if you feel like it. But, but come on, church family, why don't we give our guests one more welcome, eh? It's so good to have you. So good to have you to relax and enjoy the service this morning. This morning, uh, I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Centre, we, we uh, exist to be a centre of hope to reach, serve and influence our community, our world, our nation, your streets, uh, the, the towns around the Pukekohe here with the great message of hope. And, and I love the fact that, that, it, that the simple things that we want to get out there and do is like we want we are that church that wants to help people to know God and to learn what it is to follow Him. Uh, as strong followers of the Lord. But, but here's the thing, we do all have a past. We all do have a, have a past on where we've come or things we've been and, and to help people find, find freedom and, and especially when you get part of small groups, that's an incredible way to, to meet people but also to learn from others' experiences and see what God does. Uh, Denise mentioned about the growth track. Uh, hey, we just give us four weeks. Please give us four weeks, one hour a week because uh, we would love to help you to discover uh, your purpose, what God has placed in your heart, because you are unique. Uh, you are not just a, a number number 3,457 in the, in the people line. Uh, you are unique. You are loved and you're called by God, and you've got stuff inside of you that can reach our world and communities and people. Oh, I love you this morning. It's great. <laughs> Discover purpose. And, and here's the thing, that, that it's a, it is a privilege to serve, and, and our community is looking for people to, to reach out to them and make a difference in their world. So, so we are that church, if you don't know that. We, we are that church that loves our world because people matter to God and they matter to us. Come on, we better pray this morning. Father, Lord, we just welcome you here right now, oh God. Father, I thank you for your presence and your power, Father. Lord, I pray right here, right now, in this place, Lord, as even though we're together, I pray that you would speak to every individual heart. Lord Jesus, would you touch every individual body, every emotion, every feeling, Father God, I pray. Lord Jesus, every dream, Father, this morning. Lord, every issue, Father God, every barrier this morning. Father, I pray that, Lord Jesus, that you would speak real clear to us. Lord, give us ears to hear your words, Father, to your, hear your wisdom, I pray. In Jesus' precious and mighty name. Come on, everyone, said. Amen. Hey, I need to let you know that there's a fishing trip on next week as well. Come and see Aaron or the Facebook page. Apparently, you're guaranteed to catch fish. Guaranteed to catch fish. <laughs> hey, the last couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks, well, Denise started our new series last week called Faith. And by faith, because here's the thing, I believe that faith is the fuel that will energize your life. Faith is like fuel that energizes your life and my life. And, and this morning, so Denise talked about the foundations of faith last week and those building blocks to, to being strong in faith or growing in our faith. And, and, and this morning, we're going to have a conversation around how does God build our faith? Because here's the thing, he does have a process. There is a process 
there is, I'm spitting a lot this morning, aren't I? Sorry, in the front row, I'm really sorry. Really sorry, umbrellas are at the front door. I'll come a bit closer. See if we can get to the second row. Uh, uh, here's the... <laughs> oh, you, you've made me lose me where I was now. And this morning, how does God build our faith? And I think there's some surprises in there for us because, because as we go along in life, sometimes we ask these questions, or, or when is this going to happen? Or God, why did you allow that to happen? And, and sometimes we don't see the whole, the bigger picture or the perspective of how God sees you and I and the different situations in life that we face. Uh, and this morning, I want us to, I want to highlight some, some, just some keys that, that will help us, that will help you and I to be able to learn what God is doing and the situations to be able to, that we can understand and we can recognize as we go through life that His goal is to grow you and your faith in Him, to strengthen you. Bible says, talks about Abraham and how Abraham grew in faith. It also says that without faith is it impossible to please God. And we're going to have a discussion around this this morning. And, and I, I believe the reason why uh, that we've placed this series here right in the first two Sundays or in January the first of the year, because I, I reckon it's one of the greatest series that we will do this year. Because I believe that there's some people here and you're looking at last year, you're looking at your past, you're even looking at yesterday and thinking, what is that all about? Where am I going? Uh, God, what are you doing? Uh, and I just believe that by faith, as we will grow in our faith and our trust and our knowledge of what God is doing, well, you, know, you know what? We can actually cooperate with what God is doing and grow stronger, grow bigger in the faith that we have in Him. This past few weeks, this past few weeks, I have joined the gym. I have joined a great gym, and yeah. I don't know how to take that either. It's like, <laughs> because I want to kind of tone up a little bit, get a bit fitter and things. And, um, but I also heard over, over the years, I've heard it says that faith is like a muscle. Faith is like a muscle. And so it got me thinking this week about, but what, what does that actually mean? How does that actually work? Is that even actually true? So why don't you check out the screens right now? Okay, we are here at the Creo Fitness Centre in Pukukoi, ultimately one of the best gyms in the whole wide world. Uh, we're here to find out today how muscles grow. I've heard it said that faith is like a muscle, and it made me think, how do muscles grow? Come on, let's go and have a chat to one of the experts and find out today. Hi, it's Darren here from Creo Fitness and Five Capel Road. Uh, today I'm going to speak to you guys about growing muscle, uh, nutrition and repairing. So we're going to go over four steps. One is activation. Second of all is the tension on your muscles over time. Uh, third is how do you grow muscle. And fourth is about resting. So step one, feel free to write this down, guys, is target muscles by exercising them. Um, you can use a gym. If you don't have a gym membership, then you could do it in the convenience of your own home. Uh, do things like press-ups, uh, squats, uh, burpees, anything to keep the body moving. Second of all is to use weights which is needed to help muscles tear. You see muscles under tension over time will cause muscle fibers to tear, and that's when step three comes into play, which is very important, uh, is nutrition. So nutrition is important. It basically fuels your body 
and, and muscles. Uh, you must eat well, and it helps to balance uh, and have energy to exercise, uh, repair, and to replenish. So I've got this over here. I don't know when the last time you guys ate this, a banana and an apple, or any fruits as well. So I suggest you guys um, eat more of that, at least five, five a day. Uh, and fourth of all is to rest. Resting is very important, it's vital. Um, it, it actually grows your muscle uh, when you rest well. And, and, and healing and recovery actually takes place uh, when you're resting. So to go over it again, guys, it's um, step one is to target muscles by exercising them. Uh, second of all is to use weights to help muscles tear. Third of all is to eat well, uh, so focus on your nutrition. And fourth of all is to rest. And I hope that helps, guys. See you guys soon. Bye. Fantastic. Fantastic. So here's here's a couple of the takeaways that I that I thought about faith as being a muscle is is firstly we have to use it. Faith uh, is like a muscle. We have to use it. We have to work it. We we have to get it involved in, in our in our day to day lives. The, the second thing is is that I discovered about when to grow muscles like some of the big boys around here. They're big muscles like that. Is uh, is is that by, by working out, by putting those muscles under stress and pressure, uh, that actually creates little tears in, in the muscle, in the fibers of the muscle. Uh, and that's a part of the process to help it to grow. Uh, have you thought about your faith in your journey where you are right now, wondering what has just happened? And, and I just wonder that in the concept of, of faith being like a muscle is that, you know, you know, being full of faith doesn't mean you're going to have a, a cruisy, easy ride where everything's going to fall into place, David, because we wouldn't need to have any faith. Faith is all about trusting in God. And, and, and the other thing is nutrition. What you feed your faith is important. Can I say get into the Word of God once again? Like every Sunday, the Word of God is living and breathing and active. If you want to grow spiritually uh, and stronger in your faith, to grow big faith muscles, you've got to get into the Word of God. You've got to spend time with Him to help you grow. And here's the thing about rest. I, I thought about uh, what Darren was saying about, about rest there. And, and I, I simply thought it for, for me and my faith journey is this is actually uh, resting in my own strength and letting God do it. Faith is that's not, uh, it's not about, about taking a break from church or small groups or from your friendships or relationships, having a break from and resting from reading the Word of God. It's about having, having a break or resting in, in yourself to say that I can do it. Have a break from that because we all know that we can't. It's having a rest and trusting that God is the one who is going to do it. Whatever you're facing right now, and as you reflect back on, on last year, maybe you've put 2018 into that place. Can I say that as we look ahead to 2019, I, I want to give you some, some thoughts this morning. It's like, like a process that you might be able to track yourself through uh, and just see and understand where God has got you on in your faith journey. And I think it's like a cycle that continues to go around and around. But here's the whole thing. The whole goal or the aim of, of God is to grow your, your faith muscle in Him that you may be like Abraham and grow in faith, that you may be strong in faith. And there's some, some great stories in the Bible that we're going to look at this morning. Uh, so here's the thing. The Bible says in Matthew 9, 2019, it's according to your faith it will be done unto you. And God says you get to choose 
You get to choose how much he's going to bless your life. You see, we have to believe, and then God does the rest. And Mark 9, 23, it says, everything is possible for who? For the person who has faith. See, I, I think that you're the same as me. We're, we're all the same, and, and maybe we're not quite happy or uh, about where the journey is in our faith right now, and maybe whether we used to have great faith, little faith, no faith. Of wherever you are right now, I, I think you're, you're the same as me, is that, we, God, I, I'd I want to grow stronger in my faith. I want to grow bigger faith muscles from where I am right now. So how does God do that? Well, let, let's, we got, I've got six thoughts this morning. Six. No, the first thing is this, that God builds our faith with a dream. God always starts uh, with a dream. See, nothing happens uh, inside of somebody uh, until there is a dream. Faith always begins with an idea, maybe a concept, a thought, uh, uh, maybe a, a picture. And, and, and the Bible's got many examples of that. Remember, remember Noah had a dream uh, to build an ark. He didn't even know what an ark was. Uh, and he gave, had a dream to build that. He gave, God gave Abraham the dream of being the father of a great nation. He was getting pretty on in years now. That's pretty, a pretty tough dream to kind of have. Uh, God also gave Joseph a dream about being a leader to save his people. Here's the thing. What is the dream that God has given you? When God gives, wants to work things out in your life, he always gives us a dream or a picture inside of us. Maybe it's about yourself. Maybe it's a dream or a picture with some things inside of you that you want to see change, that you want to give over to the Lord. Maybe it's about what he wants you to do or where he wants you to go. Because Hebrews 11, chapter 11, 1 says this, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. See, how do you know, how, how do you know that if a dream is from God or whether it was just last night's pizza coming back on you again, how do you know? How do you know? Well, it, it's a vision. Uh, it's a vision from God will require faith. You know it's from God because the thing is, is here that it's so big in your life that you can't do it on your own. That, that, that's one of the key things to look for in dreams that you're carrying in your heart. If it's easy, if you can do it yourself, you, you don't have to have faith in God to do that. Because you have the capacity to do that. But when it's something that is kind of out of your control or bigger than where you are right now, you have to have faith in God to see that happens. See, but here's one, one thing. I just want to give you one like little kind of warning thing here. Uh, and it's simply this, is that God's will for your life, God, God's the dream that he's placing in, in, in your life, it, it will never contradict his word. It will never be opposite to his word, you know. So if you're feeling like you've got a dream to leave your family right now or to, or to go and rob a bank after this, uh, after this service, it's probably not from God. It's probably not. So don't do it. Ephesians 3.20, uh, God is able to do far more than you we could dare to imagine or dream infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. See, I think, I think right here in this place that God is speaking to lots of people in this place. It's just that maybe we're not recognizing that it's him speaking. We're not recognizing. And my dream today is that maybe just through this short message here that you will be able to pick up on that concept or that process where God is taking you right now. That will, And it will really, really benefit your life. The second thing is this, how God builds our faith is with a decision. God builds our faith with the decision. See, you cannot move on in faith in Him and hold on to the past at the same time. You have to move forward and let go of the rest. If you want to walk on water, 
you've got to get out of the boat. A trapeze artist at the circus is one of those amazing things. And maybe you saw that in The Greatest Showman or one of those great movies. And the trapeze artist grabs onto the, onto the bar and they swing out. And at the same time, there's another bar coming from the other side. And there's a certain point where they have to let go of the bar they're holding on to. Uh, and for a moment, they're in midair hanging on to nothing before they grab onto the second bar. There's, there's a point where they have to make a decision to let go. If they don't, what happens is they swing backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, getting slower and slower and slower until the only way is down. There's a split second where they're suspended in air and when they make that decision to grasp onto their second bar. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're just in suspended in midair. You wonder what's going on, like you're holding on to nothing. There's that point of time where you just, you just feel like you're just out there. See, the truth is, if you don't let go and grab onto God's vision, what he wants you to do, you, you will just swing backwards and forwards. It starts with that decision to follow after what God is asking you to do. It takes courage to make that decision. It, it takes bravery to commit yourself to, to your dream. You, you, you have to have courage to, to risk the failure, the thought of failure or, or the criticism to, to pay the price. But God gives you a dream, and then you have to make the decision. The, the third thing, the third thing is this, is that God builds our faith with delay. This is a really cool one, delay. God's will, uh, God will not fulfill your dream immediately. He has not promised today uh, to give you a dream and tomorrow to fulfill it just like that. He hasn't promised that there's always a delay in a waiting period. And I don't know about you, but this is the most part I don't really like these next few points. Uh, a delay. Nobody likes delay. Nobody likes waiting. We, we live in a world where we just download it. We, we, we get there. We finance it like this. No interest and no deposit. And we can get it straight away. I don't like waiting. Waiting is frustrating, it's irritating, but here's the thing. As you're looking back from your last week or yesterday or last year, delay is a part of the process of building your faith in Him to be strong. Delay. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. These things I plan won't happen right away, but slowly, steadily, surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. It's kind of one of those times, and maybe you're in that place, it's that time where we ask when. <laughs> the when question, God, when is this going to happen? When are you going to answer my prayer? We, the truth is we hate waiting. We, we hate waiting in the traffic. We're pretty experienced about that out here. And uh, as we go into the city, we're, we're experienced about waiting in traffic. We don't like it. We don't like waiting in the doctor's office at the pack and save at the checkout. We don't like waiting there. That's why they've got self-checkouts now, so you can go through a bit faster. We, the truth is we don't like waiting, but when it comes to God, that, that really is something we don't like to happen. Well, God, we, we want it now. The story of Noah is an amazing story. Did you know that he waited 120 years from the time he, get this, started building the ark to when it began to rain. 120 years. He, he waited a long time uh, from when he got the dream and he made the decision to walk through and think before, uh, before there was any, even any water around the place to even help a, this thing called an ark float. 
And he waited 120 years. Abraham was told he was going to be the father of a nation. Didn't have a child till he was, get this, 99. That's pretty impressive. We all go through these waiting times. But, but here's the thing. Why, have you ever asked, because I ask this all the time, why do I have to wait? God, why do we have to wait for the council to give us a bit of paper to build a new church? God, why do we have to wait for, for this to happen, for the school to happen? God, why are we having to wait? Well, well, here's the thing. It teaches us to trust in God. It teaches us to trust him. See, we get to learn his perfect timing. But I want you to hear this this morning. If you're in this place of, of delay, a delay is not a denial. A delay is not a denial. There's a massive difference between a no and a not yet. There's a big, big difference. And, and many times in our, in our modern kind of world, we, we take the not yet or God's timing as a no. And, and I want us to be able to walk through this year uh, growing in our faith and strengthening in our faith and, and being determined and patient and persistent to understand the difference between a no and a not yet. Because that, that delay, that delay never destroys God's purpose in your life. I love this verse, James chapter 1, verse 4. Write this one down. So let it grow. And don't try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you will be ready for anything. Strong in character, full and complete. See, the common reaction uh, in this phase, when we're in this delay phase, is, is doubt. Uh, we start doubting. Maybe I didn't hear that right. Maybe God doesn't want me to do this. See, how you handle the waiting rooms of life reveals your faith. It's one of the key areas that we all have to grow in, is not doubting, but having full of faith. The fourth thing is this. God builds our faith with difficulty. This is getting so much better as we go along. Delay. Uh, and then difficulty. Uh, difficulty comes along as well. See, not only do you get to wait, you get to have problems at the same time while you're waiting. It's so good. Uh, there's, there's, two pri there's two primary causes of, of problems and difficulties. One, one is circumstances and one is critics or, or maybe people. But, but the, there's two things that you can be assured of that that's going to happen. Uh, but when God gives you a dream, there will always be circumstances and there will always be barriers. Moses had incredible difficulties. It's an incredible story that you should uh, read again this week. He led the children of Israel uh, out of Egypt in the desert to the promised land. Amazing. He had one problem after another. Uh, first, there was no water. Uh, then there was no food. Uh, then there was a bunch of complainers. Uh, then there were poisonous stakes that bit many people. Uh, one problem after another. Uh, they were still doing what God wanted, but they still had problems. Why does God allow problems? Why does he allow difficulties? Why does he allow issues for us? Well, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7 says, this, this is great verse, at present you may be temporarily harassed <laughs> by all kinds of trials. You may be in that point right now. Get, get this, this is no accident. Why? Because it happens to prove your faith, which is in infinitely more valuable than gold. Have you ever thought about the price tag upon your faith? The, the, the scripture there says that all the gold in the world is not worth your faith. 
that your, your, faith, is, your faith and your trust in, in God is, is far more valuable than the, than the riches of this, this world. Faith is important to you and I. Band, you guys want to just come just quietly. That'd be great. God also builds our faith with a dead end. A dead end. See, the situation deteriorates from, from difficult. We, we think going through difficulties is we must be coming close now, but, but the truth is that it goes from difficult to impossible, where hopelessness can, can attack us or where we find that there's no way out, there's no alternatives left. And if you are in this stage, congratulations because you are on the journey. You're in good company. Even the Apostle Paul went through dead ends. 2 Corinthians 1, 8, 9, at that time, can, I can kind of picture him. But if you don't know about Apostle Paul, he was in prison. He was shipwrecked. There's all sorts of crazy things happened to this guy. He was incredible. And, and then he comes out and writes things like this. He says, at that time, we were completely overwhelmed being there. The burden was more than we can bear. In fact, we told ourselves that this was the end. Yet now we believe that we had this sense of impending disaster so that we might learn to trust not in ourselves, but in God who can raise the dead. See, if God can raise people physically, He can sure raise you and I emotionally. He can raise a dead marriage. He can, he can raise a dead health. He can raise a dead career. He can resurrect health problems and make it better. If God can raise the dead, He can do anything. See, at this stage, if you're in this stage of the dead end, there's no way through. You're asking, what is going on, God? Did I miss it altogether? Have I missed your, your dream or your plan for my life? See, see, was it really something that I thought up? We, we can be asking those questions at, at this point in time, but, but, but I want you to know around the story of Moses, as they fled Israel, they're out in the desert. They've been slaves for 400 years, for a long time, for generations, been in slavery. And finally, the Pharaoh, after all these plagues, lets them go. He says, go and get out of here. But the next day, he changes his mind. So the children of Israel, are, they're, they're off out into the desert. They come to the Red Sea and and if you don't know about the geography there, they're hemmed in. There's mountains on either side and a sea in front of them. Now they've got Pharaoh chasing them up and he's going to kill them all. What do you do in that place? There's, there's nothing they could do. There's nothing that they, they thought of that they could get them out of this. And I'm sure that there's, there's many people were complaining flat out to Moses right there in that point. Why did you bring us out here? Why did, we, why did we risk escaping to get out here and just die in the desert? Why? Why did you do this? And here's the thing. There's a reality out there that, that for some of us, for some people, that we would prefer to stay in bondage rather than, than, than risk and, and take a step out in the dream and building our faith and, and doing what God is asking us to do. We, we would rather stay in bondage or in a bad situation and I need to tell you that, that that's not God's will for your life today. That that's not His plan for your, for your life today. Take a risk. Take a risk and trust God in the situations that you're facing. I, I wondered about this, this, this next scripture in Psalm 27, and, and what a great response to a dead end. If you're in a dead end, you need to write this scripture down and, and repeat it. You need to memorize it. Uh, when, when you're in a dead end, why don't you, you pray this? Say this. 
and from Psalm 27. I am expecting the Lord to rescue me again. He's been there a few times. It's not just a one-off. He's expecting the Lord to come and rescue him again so that once again, I will see His goodness to me here in the land of the living. God's got some goodness He wants to pour out on your life today that you might see His hand moving. It may look like a a dead end where you are right now, but He can raise the dead. He can sure move your situation from where you are sitting right now. It may look bad. It may look dark. It may look bleak. But come on, a part of the process that God uh, places in our heart is to trust Him, to place our faith in Him. Unless the muscles start to tear and, and begin put under pressure and stress, they're not gonna grow. The thing with the dead end is that God gets all the glory uh, when there's a breakthrough. And that's my final point. Six, the sixth thing is this, is that God builds our faith with deliverance. He's into deliverance. In the end, God comes and He delivers His people uh, in Israel. In Israel's case, for Moses, He split the Red Sea. I don't know how He did it, but the waters parted like this. He did it for Abraham. He miraculously, uh, him and Sarah had a baby at 99 and 100. Pretty amazing stuff there. Miracles happened. Joseph's case, Joseph was an incredible story, but his dream comes true. Here's the thing I know about God. My God loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections. He's into resurrections, dead dead ends into deliverance because He gets the credit, He gets the glory. The best response for you and I in a dead end is to expect God to act. Here's a question I want us to think about right now is that what are you expecting God to do in your life? What are you expecting Him to do in the situations that you're facing right now? Because here's the truth. The truth is He's doing exactly what you expect Him to do. What are you expecting Him to do? Anything? Nothing? Something? Amazing things? Whatever you're expecting Him to do, He is doing exactly what you are expecting Him to do. The Bible says, according to your faith, it will be done. Come on, when you're waiting for your deliverance, I know that's not an easy time, but when you do, your faith muscles will grow stronger and God gets the glory. Why don't you, why don't I just like to invite you right now, just right where you are right now, just to, let's just take a moment right here. Take a moment maybe to close your eyes or just to, to block out the people around you right now. And, and it's just like in this next minute, we just like, maybe you might want to lift your hands or you just want to talk to the Lord just in your heart right now. God, I need your help. God, I need deliverance. God, I, I need a way through this. Lord, grow me. Build my faith stronger. For, for some, I think, there's some little light bulb moments going on right now. Just, just recognizing the situations that you're facing or being through or being in. And you're now starting to see how, how God is using those things to build your faith stronger in Him. Maybe, you, maybe you'd say that didn't really face those challenges that great. But, but come on, this morning, I know He's wanting to speak freshly into your heart giving solutions, giving ideas and thoughts where where you'll be forced to make some decisions to place your faith and trust in Him. For some, there's you needing to 
you want to get out of the boat and walk on water. But to make that decision to get out of the boat is the toughest thing you've had to do. Can I say that, that God is with you, that He will guide you and He will lead you. His heart is for you, to grow you in strength and your faith in Him. Maybe you're here this morning, and, and just lastly, you're, you're here this morning, you don't, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and just wave every eyes closed and every head's bowed, and God has a plan for your life, a purpose for you, and, and maybe today you've just been challenged about some, some areas or things, uh, situations that you're facing, and, and you've realized that you can't do it on your own. Can I say today that it's, that it's really easy? Jesus has open arms. He accepts us. You, you might say, well, I've done this and I've done that. Can I tell you today that He doesn't look at your past. He just looks at your future. And so this morning, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm just going to pray a real simple prayer. And, and if that's you this morning, maybe you've walked away from the Lord or, or you're your very first time in church today and you say, yeah, Jesus, I want to step over a line. 2019 is my year. I want to step over this line and have you in my life. So, if that's you, just silently in your heart, why don't you just pray this prayer this morning? Say this, pray, dear God, today I give you my life. Lord, I know I've sinned, but today I know that you love me anyway. Lord, I accept you today. I believe that you died and you rose again just for me. So today, I choose to live my life for you, in Jesus' name. Church, that's so good. Come on, can we, can we just give everybody a, a round of applause? If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, come on, church, let's make some noise. Because if we prayed that prayer for the first time. I would so love it if you did that. Uh, we've got some Orange Connect cards there. We would love to be able to, you can take the, uh, I just received Jesus card there this morning because we would love to be able to support you and, and help you on that. You can quickly fill that card out because in a few minutes, the offering buckets are gonna come around. Can I pray one more time? Father, we thank you for this amazing people today. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. And, and Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, as we look, for, look towards 2019, that you will help us to recognize, Father God, what is happening. Lord Jesus, help us to, to grow and to strengthen and to build, Father God, our faith, Father God. Lord, as a priority this year, believing and trusting in what you're saying, Father God, and what you're doing in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Come on, everyone, say amen, amen. Amen. What a great message. Why don't we give Daryl a round of applause for that? The five Ds. And thank you, Darren, for your input as well. It was incredible. Really appreciate that. That was great.